we are here for an episode of Drive Through HR. So uh, welcome to all our listeners. It's Thursday, September 12th. Uh, I'm your Drive Through HR host today. Uh, my name is Robin Schooling, and very uh, much looking forward to our conversation today with our guest. And uh, our guest, uh, who I'm going to have introduce herself in a moment, is uh, Kirsten Greggs with Trap Recruiter. And uh, since this is an HR-themed show and we're especially since we're talking about recruiting, I, I'm tossing her my question I toss everybody, which is, tell us a little bit about yourself. Welcome, Kirsten. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Good afternoon, Robin. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here. I believe this is my second time on Drive Through HR, but first time as myself, Kirsten Gregg mm. of the Trap Recruiter. Uh, a little bit about myself. I've been recruiting or in the recruiting industry for 19 years. Um, what I do is uh, basically hood rat stuff with my friends. Uh, <laughs> how I got where I am, being a target for middle management hostility, and we will get through that here in some of your next yep. questions. And um, a New Jersey native, I love recruiting, have a passion for it, um, have a passion for connecting the right people to the right jobs and the right companies, and I'm very uh, happy to, to be joining you today, so let's get started. Yes. We're going we're gonna to have a, um, it could be a deeper conversation if we had more time than we actually have, but I think we're going we're gonna to touch on some pretty, pretty crucial topics, and you know, one of the things that I love um, and um, that's that you know draws me to you, I think, is is your ability to just kind of say it like it is. And um, I see part of that coming really with the name of your company, and yeah. talking about getting people the respect really that that they're due in their careers. What tell us about trap and the trap? Okay, the trap. <laughs> Uh, As you know, I am um, equal parts holy and equal parts sophisticated. And a good friend of mine bought me a shirt uh, several years ago for Christmas that says, I love God and trap music. And it's true because my playlist Mm -hmm. can go from from, um, hymns to... um, you know, I'm selling dope on the corner, um, yeah. and it's that, that, not that I do, but that's not true. Uh, then I took one of those uh, Facebook tests randomly, and the question was, if you were known for something, what would it – if I was famous for something, what would it be? And my friend's response was, trap recruiting. And it was uh-huh. perfect, no coincidences. It was at a time where I had just gotten laid off from my last full-time corporate job, and I was feeling free and empowered, but also a little scared because I didn't know what I mm. wanted to do next. I was doing contract mm-hmm. recruiting because I do have a large network of, of friends who either have their own businesses or who are in leadership positions where they can, you know, slide me some work um, very easily because they know I'll, I'll get it done for them. So I was trying yep. to figure out what I was going to do. And I was also at the time, you know, writing on a multi-contributor blog, but I really wanted to let loose. I really wanted to do my own thing and be able to say my say what I needed to say without having to censor myself 
for mm -hmm. fear of, you know, putting other people who may be in more conservative roles or who, mm -hmm. whose followers or listeners may be turned off by someone in their group, you know, really telling it like it is. So I didn't want to put yep. anyone else at risk. So I, when I was thinking of what was going to be the name for my blog, um, you know, I was throwing around something like Confessions of a Black Recruiter. But a black mm. recruiter um, is no different than any other black professional, if I'm going to be honest, as far as our mm -hmm. experiences are concerned. Mm -hmm. So when, mm -hmm. when my friend said trap recruiting, I was like, yes, that is so me. Like I could create a whole thing around this. And long story short, trap is not just about the music, although when I do get back into writing, I will continue to start every blog post with a with some rap lyrics or with some <laughs> R&B lyrics or with some rock lyrics. Speaking of, your intro song is pretty awesome. I was doing a shoulder shake a little bit there. And, yep. you know, trap actually has a mean something so that it stands for trusted relationship builder accountable and proactive and it's my philosophy mm -hmm. on recruiting like I really want to bring back true full life cycle recruiting the way that it was back in the dinosaur days when we had fax machines and paper yeah. applications <laughs> And we had to call people on the phone and we got to listen to their wonderful uh, voicemail music, all that. Like, I'm, I'm ready mm -hmm. for that. I, I want us mm -hmm. to go back to that. I think that the, that the high touch has, has come out a lot. And I was raised in a agency environment before I went corporate. Mm -hmm. So I really do want to get back to the fundamentals. Yeah. And it's what, you know, and, and you know, at, at, at my company, we work on that side as well. And it's, and it's so, um, it's what everybody thirsts for, you know, oh, we, we can, we can love all the tech tools and everything that we want. And yes, there's some automation that can make our jobs easier and whatnot, but, you know, candidates and, and job seekers and the, the hiring managers and the end clients and whoever, they they want and need that personal touch as well. They yeah. want that phone picked up. You know, they want they want to have a conversation. Um, yeah, it's true. It's true. And the you know, I I think I see uh, one of the things what when I've seen trap as well what what it confers to me in, in relation to recruiting in relation to knowing some of the things that you do with mm -hmm. working with folks at you know, job seekers at um, this gets you to that to that spiritual side, right? But working with job seekers um, through church groups and 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 in the community and things like that, it's getting people out of the cycle that they're trapped in, as well. Mm, I like that. That's 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 what I've kind of I've kind of gone there when I've when I look at at the name of your business and knowing the things that you do is like helping folks especially the job seekers getting out of out of this this trap that they're in. Um, yeah, and and they may be in a trap for a variety of reasons. I like that and I'm going to give you credit when I use it. Honest, I mean there were so many people who sent me private messages, uh people that I that I respect and who also respect me h highly that told me not to name my business what I did. And huh. it wasn't because they were trying, it, 
it was because they were like, we know what you're capable of, and we don't mm-hmm. want you to cut yourself off from certain people. But I made the decision mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. anyone that's turned off by the name is not for me. They're not right. my audience. There are plenty right. of recruiters out there. There are plenty of career coaches out there. You choose the one that works best for you. And mm-hmm. if I'm not that person, that's okay. I can recommend someone. But if you're only turned off by the name mm-hmm. of my organization, I probably don't want to deal with you as well. And mm-hmm. anyway, and to be, again, fully transparent, it's it's a talking point. It's the first thing people ask me. It's like, what is that? Is, is it trap music? You know, do you sell dope on the side? Um, do you have a trap house? Like, you know, like all of that. And, and it's a conversation starter. And then when they see that not only can I, can I be both things at the same time, yep. you know, that, that actually endears people more to me because I'm bringing my true mm-hmm. authentic self to everything that I do as mm-hmm. far as my business is related. Yep, yep. Yep. And, and you know, that's a fabulous segue into really the meat okay. of our conversation because, um, you know, as you and I have talked about this and what did, what did we want to dive into on this episode, um, you know, I think we've come up with some real, you know, meaty, meaty questions and points to ponder and, and thinking about um, bias and um you know, what recruiters in particular, um, what recruiters bring into into their job. Um, and so I guess the first point is, you know, how do, how do recruiters who are just really part of that hiring process, but how do recruiters impact and influence the, the company um, culture, the company brand? Um, through their actions, through their activities, what's 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 happening there? Well, recruiters are really the gatekeepers of the of the acquisition of talent. We determine mm-hmm. what does and doesn't get through the process. You know, how many of us spend that time making sure our hiring managers aren't the ones that are going into our applicant tracking systems, moving candidates and disposition yeah. disposition candidates. Uh, we're, we're bringing, you know, our biases to the table. Everyone has biases, you know, being yeah. a black woman or, you know, being differently abled, um, being, having a different sexual orientation, like none of that stuff you know, says, okay, well, then no, you're not going to be biased. It's a matter of, Mm -hmm. do you know what your biases are? And then how do you deal with them? I Mm -hmm. look at people's names, not to discriminate against them, but because some people have some pretty hilarious names, like awesome names. Now, the difference between me just wanting to talk to someone named, you know, I'm not going to give out any names, but (laughs) (laughs) I can't. So, Imagine last week, I think it was, there was a, um, a article going around about a young high school football player whose name was the coldest middle name to ever do it. Yes. And yep. like that was actual government name. And I would call him just to get the story behind his name. Whether I had a job for him or not, I want to talk to him. Yes. I need to know who this person is. Now, some people could look at that and say, Oh, that person's not employable. Right. So I know what I know what mine are. I see I've seen folks that 
you know, have, take the like me bias of, well, they don't come from this school, uh, depending mm-hmm. on the industry, you know, we want Ivy League or we want a certain technical school on the resume or they want to be in a certain group or be in a certain fraternity, sorority, community organization. There are a lot of things that people look at that are meant to move people out of the process. And yeah. my, I try to empower job seekers. It's not easy, but we've gotten into a situation where we have made the job seeker responsible for not being discriminated against. And I don't think mm-hmm. that that's appropriate, and I don't mm-hmm. think that that's right. It's mm-hmm. the organization's responsibility to want to foster an inclusive organization. And if that organization is not interested in that in a real and meaningful way, then you don't want to work there anyway. You're not going to be comfortable. Yeah. You're not going to be happy. And you're not going to be yeah. engaged. You know, and I, you know, speaking of of, of old school recruiting and back in the day, and, and I can <laughs> I can remember, so this was, uh, yes, things were electronic, but I, I was working for one organization, this is uh, 15, 20 years ago, and um, one of the hiring managers um, was very high, up, very high up in the organization, um, you know, wanted me to print out resumes and bring them to her office rather than access access them electronically so i did uh-huh. that and i kind of did the initial sort and screen and whatever and sally was her name her, that's my go-to name but that actually was her name and uh okay. i said you know hey hey sally here's uh here's a batch of resumes these are the folks i think we should look at um she went through assistance like crazy and you'll understand why when i finish the story um but and and so i sat with her this is the first time i brought her was working with her on hiring for this position or any positions. And she looked through the resumes and she did, it was just, a, I, I think my jaw dropped because she's going through them and just, she thought there was nothing wrong with saying out loud to me, oh, well, um, I don't know, look, look at this person's name. I think I know a little bit about them. Oh, look at where this person lives. This was mm-hmm. a very segregated. This was in Milwaukee. It's very segregated. Oh, I, okay. I look at where they live. Yeah, it's, they're probably not going to fit. I, I I was flabbergasted. I mean, I think my jaw was hanging unhinged. And so we had a little teachable moment there. But I also knew she was probably not going to change. And you know, it got to the point where. Um, when I brought her the next batch of resumes, I stripped names, uh, you know, it's old school, right? Stripped names and addresses off and wow. said, here you go. Here, you know, well, where, where are their, where's their other information? I said, I want you to look at the merits of this person, and then we'll get them scheduled. She was not happy with yeah. me and complained to the president, and he told her to do what I said. So that was good. Um, well, I'm glad that you had an you ally know, in the organization. Yeah. Some of yeah. us don't get that. And and and, and you know, thank goodness, thank goodness, it, you know that I was someone that was not going to. Um, I knew exactly where she was coming from and what she was doing and what she was thinking. And I think you know, had there been a different um, recruiter working on that position with her, um, who either shared the same sentiment or had the same um, prejudicial viewpoints 
and, uh, you know, didn't feel comfortable speaking up, that could have just, that uh, it would have been a, it would have been a, a rubber stamp to keep discriminating for that right. hiring manager. And it, it saddened me and um, it bothered me and I did what I could around the situation, but it was, it was tough. And, and, you know, so what do we do when, when there is a recruiter, because I have worked with them, you probably have too, um, mm-hmm. that recruiter who is the gatekeeper for talent acquisition in an organization, and that recruiter is biased or So, I, again, I look, at, I look at bias two ways, because I'm biased and I'm a recruiter. Um, I will take you all the way – all the way back. I'm a technical recruiter first and foremost. And mm-hmm. not only was I a technical recruiter, I was a technical recruiter in the defense and intelligence space mm. where, mm. you know, there aren't as there aren't that many people available as it is, <laughs> but to yeah. add, you know, the clearance requirement and and the high level clearance requirement made things even worse. And I still to this day have people who tell me I am the only black recruiter they've ever seen. Wow. And we can look at, you know, who are your college recruiters? They're the ones that are the, yeah. per- the ones that just got out of college. And there is a stereotype for what a college recruiter looks like because they want to appeal to a certain demographic. Yeah. Am I telling yeah. the truth? Yep. A technical recruiter is a certain demographic. It's your former frat bro, you know, who, you know, looks like either looks like a Banana Republic model or a J. Crew uh, spokesperson on the side, or they yep. are, you know, the dude that just hustles hard from the sales perspective. He might be a little sweaty sometimes, but he gets the deals closed. So, yeah. you know, again, stereotype there. Now, yeah. if those folks, are deliberate like I was in making sure that they were using their like me bias to bring in people Mm -hmm. that would drive the culture to be more inclusive, then Mm -hmm. it's okay. But when you are keeping people out and you're only Mm -hmm. going to your Sigma, your Sigma Chi, sorry, Sigma Chi, I didn't mean to call you out. (laughs) (laughs) It just flowed off the tongue. (laughs) Yeah. It just came off my tongue. Um, Sorry. When you're only going to your, certain you know folks for to to you know as your candidate pool then yeah. that's when the problem becomes toxic and that's when you yeah. start to have an organization that is very 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 homogeneous and I'm one that does not believe in diversity of thought I'm I think that is the worst thing that anybody ever made up so mm. Mm-hmm. You do need you not only need diversity that comes in every form, but you need to empower that diversity. You need to make sure that those people are going to feel good about it, um, feel good about working there. Now, while I can, right. you know, get over the fact that there were many times that I was the only black woman in the room mm-hmm. with my hiring managers uh, or with other recruiting leaders it was my responsibility to make sure that come the next time there was someone else. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, that's. Did I answer your question? I got off. Yes, you did. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm going. My, my, my mind's going. I'm going to get killed on. I'm going to get killed on Twitter with that Sigma Chi reference. It was not. <laughs> no, that's. I love them. That's what it is. I have yeah. a love for we, them. Lots of <laughs> lots of mea culpas there. You know, that yes. is what it is. Um, thinking about that. Thinking about being, we're going totally off, uh, you know, kind of what we had planned a little bit, but it, it made me think. Because um, I've, I've obviously not had those same experiences that you have. When you mm-hmm. have been in a room, a leadership meeting and the, 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 the TAT meeting, whatever it is, sitting with a bunch of, bunch of hiring managers, and you are the only black female, um, what's, what, how do you personally feel, you know, because I, I, I hear two things of this, is, you know, it, part of it, it's, it shouldn't be your responsibility to have to educate them, but yet you kind of need to and want to educate them. Am I, am I getting that right? Is that a, is that a balancing act of that? It is. It's, it's constant. And, and I find myself sometimes, you know, having to take a step back, depending on where, what my disposition was that day, for example, you know, I may have just been mm-hmm. cussed out on the phone. Um, so, yeah. you know, I come in the room and I've got a little attitude and they say one thing that probably isn't, you know, a gaslight, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it yeah. probably, but then I'm like, oh, so that's what we're doing today, you know, and I'm, and it's because I'm like, it's because of the attitude that I brought into the room. So sometimes, mm. And that wasn't very often, but sometimes it was me. Um, when I have had to call things out, you know, I've been pulled to this. I had been pulled to the side by a vice president of our cyber group at one point because um, there was this conversation going on and on and on and on and on. And my question was, is this? And, and they were like joking, and then it was, oh, oh, you know the oh, yeah, she's here, you know, <laughs> like, oh, no, no, but uh, not you, you know, like that's, we're not talking about you like other people, you know, that kind of deal. And I was right. like, you know, or is that, be, is that because I'm black? And they, or I would say, well, I would start a sentence with, well, as a black woman or, you know, as a this, mm-hmm. as someone who is, you know, sensitive to X, Y, and Z. And I got pulled mm-hmm. to the side and said, please don't, like, point out stuff like that during the meetings. Can we talk huh. – we'll talk about it in private. It makes huh. people uncomfortable. I said, and how do you think I feel when you're having right. these conversations in my presence disrespecting me? Right. And disrespecting other people. Right. So I was – it was okay if I was uncomfortable, but it was not okay yeah. if other people were uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, and, and there comes and a time where I have pulled back. Sorry about that. I pulled back. At, I, I recently pulled back. Uh, I had an excellent candidate that I wanted to submit for a position, and I did. And the way that the person was evaluated was complete bullshit. Mm. And I'm just going to put mm. it out there. It was complete mm. bullshit to the point that I called one of my tribe and said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. (laughs) I was like, I'm quitting today. I hate it. I can't do this. I was like, I'm killing everybody. You know, I was like, I am going to the trap tonight. I was like, I'm going to roll up. I'm doing a drive by and I'm dropping all my stuff off. It's done. I'm through. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, are you done? Yes. All right. Now I'll go back to work. But they were evaluating that person, you know, based on things that they weren't other people, like looking for something to find wrong because they were, because the person was different than 
the the core group. Yeah. And when it came time for me to provide that person with feedback as to why they wouldn't be pushed forward, you know, I just said, I don't think I was like, you know, having met you, you know, having talked to you and knowing what it's, I was like, I just don't think this is a great fit. This group is a great fit, but I invite you yep. to, you know, look at this group in the organization or, you know, even look at these positions outside of the organization that may be better mm-hmm. fits for you. Because mm-hmm. I personally, I feel bad when I bring someone into some bullshit. I just feel bad. Yes. Yes. I don't like doing it. It does not feel mm-hmm. good when you get someone a job that you know has high turnover or they're going to be abused by their hiring manager or, right. you know, the job is ending in three days and we just need to fill it to get to the end of the quarter so that our customer doesn't snatch the contract from us next year. Like that kind of thing. Right. And and I I have a problem with that. I have integrity and I try not to be involved in any type of hiring situations that set other people up to fail. Mm Mhm. Mhm. Well, yeah. And you know the you know the greater the greater social conversation, the greater social discourse, certainly here in the U.S., but globally as well, you know, our our political climate uh and 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 you know, administration issues um here currently in the US, you know, it's it's kind of a shit show. Um it is. you know, for people. And you can't help but bring that into work. I mean, just this morning I I know we both read this article about um the students in Colorado in in blackface and mm-hmm. you know, getting getting another little oh, you know, kids will be kids kind of bullshit thing. Um no. how do we, you know, and, and it kinda of goes back to your point of putting those things on the table as a discussion point within the organization or with the hiring team or, or with whomever to say this is this is key. We need to pay attention to these sorts of things. This affects more than just what somebody's doing in a voting booth or whatever. It's 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 got a bigger impact than that. How do we how does that play into things? You know, we've got you've got, you know, the the barbecue Beckys and permit patties and, and folks and you know, collectively, you know, the group will call you know, the greater group will come out and say, This is who that person is. They shouldn't be working for your organization. It's kinda of like the crowd the crowd of, of of popular opinion takes over in that. But what do we, mm-hmm. as HR folks, as recruiters, what's the importance of us doing continue of doing that? And, and well, I'm going to do things. it. I'm going to do it. Um, they call me the mother of dragons for a reason. I mean, I, I I know that you guys saw when I took a fellow recruiter to task over her comments about slavery, um, and she was responsible yeah. for hiring veteran people who go work in like veteran homes and nursing homes and things like that. Nope, you're not about to do this. So yeah. I'm 100, I call it out when it's wrong. I call the companies out when yeah. they make those crap apologies that aren't real apologies. Yeah. And the best thing I've, I've heard is from, from a, from someone um, was about 
it's it's not always about giving other people opportunities, have, giving people access to opportunities. Sometimes it's about how we address their, the outcomes of the mistakes that they make. And until mm. we get to a point where we're not rating or, again, discounting people who have differences um, differently than we do right. for, say, a, a young white person, you know, yeah. they can do it and they can say it, but, you know, a black kid wears uh, dreads to work and all of a sudden, you know, it's a problem. Um, yeah. Or, you know, my niece wore a Black Brilliance T-shirt to school, to a Christian mm-hmm. school, by the way. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. told, and her teacher told her to turn it inside out because it was uh-huh. making other kids uncomfortable. She was only about uh-huh. nine or ten at the time. Maybe not even that old, but yes. So until again, but 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 maybe a young white kid can come in with a MAGA hat on, right? Right. So so until we have a situation where, you know, we are rewarding and punishing people equally, regardless of their the way that they look, then we're going to have we're going to continue to have these issues and these problems. And it's very hard to go to work today. I I know it's hard for It's hard for anyone that has any semblance of integrity to go to work every day and, and every single day be bombarded with so much negativity outside of it. Like it's hardly any safe space anymore in this country. Well, we're, uh, we're real quick here. Um, Kirsten Greggs, you can find her at trap recruiter. Yes, everywhere, at Trap Recruiter. And, and, and we ended the episode because we kept talking. <laughs> so oh, we're shoot. Done. Damn it. <laughs> it, 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 it. I oh, never heard the countdown. Goodness. Oh, yeah. So oh. we're done. So okay. Thank you so much. All thank right. you for having me. You bet. We'll do it again. Right, bye. Okay, bye. bye.